0: Welcome to the Song Saloon. I'm singer-songwriter Jordan Smith-Reynolds. Each episode, I meet with an artist to talk about one of their songs. Today, I'm meeting with Cactus Tree. Cactus Tree is singer-songwriter Tori Smith. Combining the storytelling of folk music with spontaneity and energy of pop music, Cactus Tree paints vivid images with her lyrics and seeks to create community through music. Welcome, Tori.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for being here. And today we're working on Aquarium. Tell us a little bit more about the song before we have you play it.
1: This song called Aquarium is basically a giant metaphor for leaving a relationship that you know isn't the best for you, even though it's comfortable and it's what you're used to. And the notion of leaving it is terrifying. So the metaphor is kind of a fish in an aquarium juxtaposed with being out into the open water and the sea. And even though it's terrifying. It's ultimately where growth happens. I actually went through the breakup that this specific song is about at an aquarium. So that's where the metaphor comes from. It's actually also literal.
0: Do you mind playing that for us?
1: Yeah, I would love to.
2: Couldn't tell you how it started, couldn't forget how it ended, the day before Valentine's at the aquarium. I've always had mixed emotions about if we could work and how we take fish from the ocean. I was so comfortable in your current And I made your body my home And you held me with all of my broken And I found I need to heal on my own to discover all of the deep dark depths in me I'm needing to come up for air I'm needing to not be so scared of all that it means to be on my own at sea I knew that it would be the hardest Didn't know that it in such a big mess And here we are in your car at the aquarium It's always bittersweet, ain't it? We get to see the beauty, but it's contained and tainted to discover all of the deep dark depths in me I'm needing to come up for air I'm needing to not be so scared of all the Blue, taking every memory that time we showered on the beach in the sunset on you and me. I'm needing open water, I'm needing to discover. All of the deep dark depths Thanks so much for
0: playing that. And you said the breakup actually happened at the aquarium. Was this song like playing in your head as it was happening? What was the process like there?
1: It wasn't until I think either days or weeks later. And I think I was just sitting and trying to figure out what I was wanting to get out of the situation, trying to organize my thoughts. And that's kind of when it hit me. I was comfortable, but I was stuck in something that I wasn't growing in. We broke about an aquarium and that feeling is like a fish in an aquarium, even though they're safe and comfortable. It's not the real deal. It's not the ocean and the wild.
0: Yeah, I love that. We get to see the beauty, but it's contained in tainted line.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's all very bittersweet.
0: That's the other part that I think makes it such an effective song. It's like the relationship had beautiful qualities to it, but you needed to grow and to discover more about life and all that stuff. There's a lot of richness in that concept, I think.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely not your classic hate on the other person breakup song. It was. It's more introspective.
0: Yeah. You uh, produced this with Cody Francis, right?
1: Yeah, Cody was with me the whole way. I brought it to him and he helped me produce, mix, and master the track.
0: Very cool. Cody's worked on a lot of my past music as well.
1: Yeah, listening to your stuff and Cody's stuff, when I was trying to find a producer, like a sound that I liked, I was like, okay, I wanna work with Cody.
0: I love the kind of driving indie rock sounds that have come into this track.
1: Yeah, it's definitely different than the solo stuff. And it's different than what I've done in the past. I've had so much fun playing this live and getting people dancing that I definitely wanted those pop elements to bring it to life. I've only been playing shows with a band for about a year. When I wrote this song, I actually didn't have a band together and I wasn't playing venues other than like coffee shops. I wanted to challenge myself to do something a little bit more upbeat, which is where the baseline comes in. When I was with the band, it just translated nicely because it had a little more energy. I'm currently writing thinking about live shows, which makes it a little trickier. But at the time, I was really just writing it for myself and didn't think that I'd be playing with a band.
0: Cool. So you came up with that little riff and you said, I want something like this on the bass. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. And I wanted it to like intro with the bass. I guess I was thinking about the recording because I have always had hopes to record my songs.
0: Do you listen to Maggie Rogers at all?
1: I love Maggie Rogers.
0: I feel like she does a lot of the talking about heavy topics, but also like dancing music at the same time.
1: Yeah, that's something that I also resonate with. I'd love to continue to do that.
0: Who else are you influenced by?
1: Yeah, I really love just the classic OG singer-songwriters, Joni Mitchell. Cactus Tree is actually, it's inspired by Cactus Tree by Joni Mitchell. I just think that song encaptures what I kind of want to do with my music, at least now. I know it's probably going to change as I keep going on this journey, but just illustrating the female experience and talking about complex topics. I listen to a lot of folk pop in general, stuff that just kind of marries the two. I just really love that stuff. I'm definitely a Phoebe Bridgers fan. I'm definitely someone who's been listening to Taylor Swift since she was seven years old and like analyzing every single song. That's probably how I started falling in love with songwriting. And I also just love bands like Vampire Weekend. I think they're so innovative.
0: That's a great blend. Taylor Swift is just insanely prolific. Any thoughts on the new record?
1: Oh, the new one? I love it. I definitely appreciated the folklore and evermore. I just love folk music in general. So when she dipped her toe into that, I was ecstatic. But I loved this return back to just like, you know, classic, pop, fun, Genius lyricism always.
0: What I loved about folklore is she's such a great storyteller, and you can tell some stories in pop in that style, like in the last album, but you're able to really let loose in the folk genre, and she did. So, yes, yeah, yeah. the
1: stories are unmatched.
0: Yeah. So, tell me a bit about your goals as an artist, songwriter.
1: Yeah. I just think songwriting is so special and I love to do it and I just want to keep doing it and there's really no feeling like writing something that resonates with you and then singing it to someone and noticing that it resonates with them. I just chase that feeling and it's fantastic. That's why I've loved playing shows lately and recording and being able to share my music with a larger audience. So I just I just love it. So if I can just keep doing that, I'm a happy clam. I just want to keep going. I just want to see where it goes.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, I love all this aquarium imagery you're throwing in like one happy clam and clam. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Can you tell what I've been focused on for months?
0: Yeah. (laughs) So creating music mostly for live performance, would you say, or you mentioned recording as well? Is that a big focus? You want to make like records, full albums. What's on the horizon? Yeah,
1: I would love to. It's It's definitely tricky as an independent artist, I'm sure you know. But yeah, I would love to just keep doing that because then ultimately I can share the message that I feel like means something with a larger audience. That's the dream, really.
0: Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about community because you mentioned community in your bio as well. How have you fostered a music community where you're at? Where are you? All those things. (laughs)
1: Where in the world am I? I'm currently in Logan, Utah. I'm in my last year of school here at Utah State studying music therapy, cool. which is a whole other exciting genre of music and community. I think there's something about music that can bring people together like nothing else can. I've seen that in my professional life as a mu- like as a music therapy student and also in playing shows and meeting other musicians. Logan Utah has a pretty small little scene here, but it's I love it and it's it's great and it's also fun to go to Salt Lake, Provo. There's quite a larger music scene there and I've just met such fantastic people and artists are just really cool.
0: Community building is such an important part of being an artist. What is your process like with songwriting? Do you have like a few days in the week that you sit down and you're like, okay, I'm going to write now. Or do you live life and then have things like a breakup happen and realize, okay, now I need to write. What's your process like?
1: I've just had a recent realization that I have never written a song in a relationship. I just realized that recently. And I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, I wonder why. So I would say it's more letting life happen. I would say aquarium is the most breakup songy song i've songy song that i've (laughs) written but it's typically like i guess in those times where like i'm able to get quiet with myself and realize there's something i want to say or something i want to process so i would say as much as i'd love to be more intentional and set aside the time and i'll work on that one it really is just sometimes in the quiet moments of my life which is oftentimes a relationship ending or a change in environment when it's like I feel that tug to turn to art to process it.
0: Sure. So in the interim, when you're not writing songs, and you're not going through difficult things emotionally, mm-hmm. what are you doing for your music chops? Is it playing shows? Is it learning other people's music that you really like? What would you say?
1: Yeah, well, I'm in school, for a different subset of music. Music therapy is a lot of psychology and social work tied in with music. So I'm constantly doing things with music, but not necessarily my project and my art. But I would say so far, it's only been a year, but managing a band and playing shows and trying to get exposure is like a part-time job, at least.
0: At least. <laughs> so there's
1: lots of things with just like, management and trying to advertise myself as uh, an artist that you might want to listen to, like things like that. It's been a big learning curve, but I definitely feel the desire to slow down and just focus on the songwriting and like make more time for that right now.
0: Yeah, it can be really hard to find that balance. And I think that's just kind of the life of an artist is always finding that balance between music, writing your own, appreciating other people's stuff and also funding the thing, doing whatever you need to do for work to to make the thing happen.
1: Yep. Funny enough, I've been actually listening to like a lot more podcasts, like music podcasts and also just other podcasts. And then I kind of caught myself. I was like, I should probably be listening to more music, consuming more art. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And maybe that'll help the creative juices start flowing.
0: Sure. With your music therapy, do you also work on like a license for counseling in that degree? Or what is that like?
1: Yeah, so it's not something that a lot of people know about, but I love talking about it because I think it's the coolest thing. Basically, it's a four-year program, so there's lots of psychology classes, and then you also have to be a proficient musician, obviously, and then you need to do a six- to nine-month internship to get enough clinical hours, and then you take a test, and then you're a board-certified music therapist.
0: There's a certificate specifically for music therapy
1: it's a credential to be a music therapist. So you're able to work with clients under that credential.
0: So it's basically a five-year program, right? Unless you're able to do work and your program at the same time with the internship.
1: Yeah. The internship is like you, you walk for graduation, but you don't finish your degree and you can't really become a music therapist unless you complete that many clinical hours. So it's like, you know, a bachelor's degree extended edition, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you see that playing into your career as an artist? What do you plan to do with music therapy post-graduation?
1: And that is the question. <laughs> I'm really loving this journey where I get to share my art with people. And there's also a part of me that really loves working with individuals that benefit from music therapy. So I'm just hoping to figure out a way to marry the two there's definitely a fulfillment that I get from sharing my own message and my own art. And then there's just a whole different box of rewards that I get from working with clients one-on-one and using music in a clinical setting to benefit them.
0: Yeah, there's definitely not a right answer with that. Careers are just so I'm wild. I'm trying to
1: figure it out. Right? <laughs> totally.
0: I'm really excited to see how you incorporate that because the psychology component is super fascinating for me. And my sister does a lot of social work. So it's really interesting on that side, too, to see how you would combine those things.
1: Yeah, I more people should know that music therapy exists. It's pretty cool.
0: Absolutely. Aquarium is out, and will have been out for a little while when this episode drops. So everyone needs to make sure to check that out. I'll make sure to link it on the episode notes. So they can go there. I'll link your website. Where can we find you online?
1: I'm really active on Instagram, but I also have a Facebook page. I've been working on learning the ways of TikTok. And I'm just Cactus Tree Music on everything.
0: Cactus Tree Music. And I've, mm-hmm. I think we said your name. Your name is Tori Smith. So everyone knows.
1: Yes. It's not Cactus.
0: It's not Cactus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I think mostly people listening in are either songwriters themselves or very interested in the craft. Anything that's been inspiring to you or helped you as you've started your songwriting journey you'd want to share?
1: I would say maybe, honestly, this is something that I just need to hear, but like practice listening to your intuition. It can get noisy. So I know that sounds kind of woo-woo, but that's something that's really helped me just on my short journey so far.
0: Yeah, I think connecting to woo-woo is actually essential for artists.
1: I think there is something inherently woo-woo about creativity. Absolutely.
0: Right. So what is that for you? How do you listen to your inspiration?
1: I think it's just being bored, sitting Mm -hmm. with myself, not constantly having things in my ears, having things going on. I mean, that's inevitable typically in my life, but just setting aside time to check in with myself, as basic as that sounds. I really don't do it very often, but when I do, there's usually something there that it's like, okay, I got to change something. I got to make the hard choice or I need to start something. Like I'm scared I'm going to fail. I'm scared. People will think I'm lame, but I just got to do it. Things like that.
0: Yeah. So spending time being bored and checking in with yourself. I know for me, that's really (laughs) hard because I have the list of all the things that I need to accomplish and you get stuck in that mindset. I went to the ASCAP Expo a few years back and Questlove was one of the people at the panel and his main advice was for artists to get bored more often, because that's when creativity really takes off.
1: There you go. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I maybe I heard that somewhere and stole it.
0: I think that's huge and so hard to do because it's so easy to be entertained right now. Oh,
1: absolutely. Right? You're
0: just inundated with it.
1: TikTok has me in a chokehold.
0: <laughs> right? The other person I'd mention who I've actually brought up on another episode is Quincy Jones. And Quincy Jones talks about getting into this state of, like, half sleep. So you kind of have to be bored to get into that state. He'll, like, actually be in the studio and just lie down until he's almost asleep, and then he'll just start... Oh,
1: that's so interesting. ...getting
0: into stuff creatively. Yeah, because yeah. it,
1: like, quiets it quiets that part of your brain that's, like, that's dumb, don't say that.
0: Exactly. Like,
1: that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah, I think it's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Tori. Everyone, please check out Cactus Tree. We'll have the links in the episode notes. Definitely check it out there. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thanks for stopping by The Song Saloon. Episodes are released weekly on Wednesday, and you can follow on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter at The Song Saloon, and visit our website, thesongsaloon.com, where you can find past episodes, transcriptions, sign up to our email list, and find more ways to support the show. Please follow, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every little bit helps grow our community of artists, songwriters, and music lovers. We truly couldn't do it without you. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.
2: I